happen. You see the special schools for me to introduce the Rabbi He's one of the preeminent Rashi Yeshiva in time, but beyond his impact as a Mabit's Torah on the highest level, Rabuni is known as an exceptionally sensitive and person with regard to personal and psychological issues. He's touched countless lives through his perceptive, through his perceptive ethos, which are sorted out constantly on all kinds of issues, large and small. On a personal note, I want to express my Hakara Satov to Yashiva Travudni for his impact in my development. When I was the age of most of you in the room, I had this course of learning for two years in the Mir in Brooklyn in Rabudni's Shir. These years were formative years for me as a Bacher. And the Torah that I absorbed in that time undoubtedly shaped my Derech Halimut to this day. But beyond the transmission of the Torah itself, Rav Rudni effortlessly succeeded in transmitting to me and all his Talmidim the sense of genuine caring. And this continued even after I left the Mir, when I was a Talmud here in Yeshiva, the Kohel Yom, about almost 20 years ago, which was about 10 years after I left the Mir in Brooklyn, Rav Rudni came to my Sheva Brachis and he shared the Torah. And that speaks for itself to the connection that he makes with his Talmidim. And over the years, Rabuni has had incredible, been an you know, incredible source of chizuk for me and members of my family as well. I want to thank Rabuni for graciously agreeing to come and share with us the various oras in anticipation of the Yom Noroyim Hamas B'Shin Thank you very much, Rabuchanan, for the kind introduction. Now it says Paisim B'Chvod and the right thing is, I want to say a few words about the audience that I'm going to be sharing the Torah with tonight. You know, I'm from the quote-unquote yeshivish world. I grew up, my father was a Rosh Hashiva. I grew up in the house of a Rosh Hashiva. My father was in Shanghai with the Mir. My father was with the Mir. My father came to the Mir Yeshiva in 1932. My father studied with Rav Shlomo Hyman in Vilna in 1929 to 1932. So I really didn't have much of a choice. If I wouldn't have been in this Dalad Amashallah, I would have been what you call a child at risk. And Rabbeinu Yona says in the Shara Shlishi, I'm sure everybody is, is with their Rabbeinu Yonas now, with the Shari Chuvas, Rabbeinu Yona says, that the da and a person should know most lofty levels of attainment that a person could strive to nimseru or given over in a mitzvah and then he enumerates I think 11 different which make up the old you know, the great madregas that a Jewish person strives for and can attain the very first one is Maila Sabahira. The Maila of Bahira. Shenema, because next week's parsha that's of him. Ubacharta Bachayim Lamantihya Atavizarecha. Choosing the right way and choosing Torah and choosing the path of Torah is Ubacharta Bachayim. And when he only goes further, when he finishes the eleven different Mailos El Yonos, he says, 
And to attain these high levels, Nivra Adam. That's the reason Hashem created man. And then he goes even further. Umatikva Sanivra. What hope is there for a, a creation? Yosim, if he wouldn't invest, a mal nafsho, a toil of his flesh. The ikarisko, but dvarim Hashem nivra bavura, for the things that from which he was created. Milos abechira, night seder, Thursday night, in the yeshiva, where many of you are here. Also, most of you probably, overwhelming majority are also here to pursue training career for Parnassah. And to juggle both things is quite difficult. But to stay for night Seder and afterwards go voluntarily to hear Divrei Torah Musar for Rosh Hashanah, I'm sure most of you are tired. And it's the end of a week. Probably not an easy week. It's Bechira. I admire that and I envy that. Remember that every extra mile someone in Yeshiva Zabani Kulchan goes for Torah and for another hour, another sleep, uh, taking off another hour of sleep and juggling, cramming for exams with more learning and deeper learning and better learning and more hours of learning, that's Bechir. It's not automatic, it's not reflexive, it doesn't go automatic, it's not something that you're doing because you have no, that's the way to do it. No. I choose to do it. Every chavusa, I choose to learn with. Every extra seder is, I choose to do it. Nothing greater than that. And if we do bachar to bachayim, we can turn around in the aseris yimei tshuva, and he has the rebbein shalom, zochreinu bachayim. Yalachofetz bachayim. Yalachofetz bachayim. Yalachofetz bachayim. Yalachofetz Just felt I wanted to share that feeling with you. Okay, the Mishnah says in Dav Tezayin that there are four Rosh Hashanahs. There are four times in the year when the Kaddish Baruch Hu sits in judgment. And the final one, and the third one is the Rosh Hashanah called all the people in the world. Like the sheep. So the Ran over here on the, brings a long arichos. What's the origins of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Rosh Hashanah for the day that he judges the world? What's the cheshbet? The yesh lishoel. Ran starts the yesh Loma adam midon Rosh Hashanah. Why is that the day of judgment? which is these are season times when seasonally those are the things that business bashal on Pesach and Peris Elon is Anatseris and Mayim is beginning of, of, of the time of Gishamim. But but Adam, the judgment of man why is he picked Rosh Hashanah, Aleph Tishrei, more than any other day of the year? So the Ran is going to give two different Mahalach. The first Mahalach, he brings from a Pirkei de Revelezer, that in the 25th day of Elul, 
the world was created, and be'echad and this that we say ba'alav betishrei, the world was created because that's when man was created. And man was the Iker of the Bria, that was the Gemar of the Bria. So Mamela, we call that Be'echod Betishri. So Adam Arishim was created on Echod Betishri. And the Medrash goes through the whole day of creation until he got the commandment not to eat from the Eight Sadas. And he failed the command, he failed the test, and he ate the commandment, he ate, the, he ate from the Eight Sadas, and Chava also ate from the Eight Sadas. And they were banished. They told they have to leave Ganeda. And it was a psak. And the psak really, we know what the psak was originally. warned him. He's going to eat from the eight sadas. He's chayiv misa. But it says, on the ninth hour he was commanded. On the tenth hour he sinned. On the eleventh hour he was judged. At the twelfth hour, at the very end of the day, he was Yotza Bedimus. He got out with some kind of a reprieve. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu let him out with a reprieve. He gave him some kind of a settlement. He settled with the Rebbein Shalom Kevayachal. And here the, here the Chazal go on to explain why Rosh Hashanah is on the first day of Tishrei. Omalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Adam, Ze Simon Levonecha. This is an Amen for your children. That what? Just like you stood before me in judgment on this day. And you came out with a demos, with some kind of a settlement in your favor. Your offspring are going to be standing in front of me in this day on Rosh Hashanah. The Yoitzin Bedimus. And year after year, you know, we, we do pretty good on Rosh Hashanah, most of us. The overwhelming majority of people do pretty good on Rosh Hashanah. We're very apprehensive before Rosh Hashanah, but as the year plays out, most of us want to say, Rebbein Shalom next year should be just as good as this year or not. Most of us. So that's the demos that Adam got every constantly has repeated itself on Rosh Hashanah. That's a basis for Loma Odom Nidam Rosh Hashanah, and in the Shamayim, in the astrological Simonim, Yesh Ois Shemazal Achoydesh Azem Moiznaim. And that's what the Gemara says later. According to whose shita do we daven on Rosh Hashanah in Zichroinos? It refers to Rosh Hashanah, that that was the day of Yitzira Sa'ad. But the real beginning was 25 days in Elul. Okay. Then it goes on to discuss the minig of Slichas. That's why in Barcelona and in those, in those towns around Barcelona, people used to get up on the 25th day of Elul to begin Slichas. And then he also says, those who do it Rishchodesh Elul, all the others, Fadi, do it Rishchodesh Elul, 
That's because their Roshana is going on on the Yom HaBinis and and their Roshana comes back from Yom Kippur. Really, the Egel, the Kapora on the Egel, the Luchos Niyos, the final Kapora and Ritzui was on Yom Kippur. And we work, work backwards. Yom Kippur is the Yom Slicho Mechila, and Rosh Hashanah is a very auspicious day because that's the Rosh Chaydesh within which Yom Kippur takes place. And that's why we start already from Rosh Hashanah. So there's really two systems of a Rosh Hashanah. If the Tishrei Nivra and that's how we daven, and it's based on the story of Odom Arisha. If it's been Nisan Nivra then it comes back from Yom Kippur to Rosh Hashanah. I want to spend a little bit of time understanding the words of this Medrash. On the surface, is extremely difficult Medrash. Because the Medrash is basically saying that the Zgula Sayon of Rosh Hashanah for a Chasiva Vachasim Tova is an inheritance that we have not from the Ovasak Doshim, not from our forefathers that were in Maimed Har Sinai, but from an individual by the name of Adam Arisha. We have a special ancestor relationship on Adam Arisha. Adam Arisha has a special relationship of an ancestor to Am Yisrael, more than to Shah Umar Saola. It's difficult enough to understand that we say in Davening, There's billions and billions and billions of people that are being judged on Rosh Hashanah just like we are being judged on Rosh Hashanah. And nobody informed them, really, they're misinformed. You know that there's a day of judgment on Rosh Hashanah to be prepared to try to find favor in Hashem's eyes. They're oblivious to the whole Rosh Hashanah. So, one could understand that it's all part of, we got the Torah, they refuse the Torah, so all the, the Torah comes with all its benefits, and they rejected the Torah in Sinai. So once we got the Torah and they rejected the Torah, it comes as a package deal. They, when they rejected it because they couldn't hack it, so the benefits that come with having Torah, they also reject it. Now Rosh Hashanah is a phenomenal benefit. It's an opportunity to do tshuva. It's an opportunity to get ourselves together. It's an opportunity to get Hashem's mercy. It's amazing. And when they reject the Torah, they rejected this. That, that's, I could understand that that's fear and it's not in contradiction to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's eminent fairness. But this, if it's a it's something that Adam Arishon left over as an inheritance to his offspring, when did this metamorphosis take place that Am Yisrael went with it and, and they were le- left, left behind? It says, Simen Lebanecha. Every whole boy oilam fit that description of 
בניך, עבוד המרישון. are left in the dark and are oblivious to the opportunity and the danger that's included in a Yom like Rosh Hashanah and a Yom Adin. The entire universe is, is oblivious to a Yom Adin. It's, it's stored away, hidden in the Torah. It's not even clear, you know, in Chumash where the Yom Adin It's a whole Gemara in, I think, Dav Zayin in Rosh Hashanah. A whole Cheshbin, how we know it's Ladin. Echot B'Tishrei. Gemara says, one man the Yomar says, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak says Ladin. Because it says in Ekev, Mereish HaShonah Vadach V'Shonah. Mereish HaShonah Nidoin Mayehei B'Soifah. How do I know it's Tishrei? How should he know what takes place on Aleph B'Tishrei? How should he know the inner secrets of a Gemara Shonet of Zion? How would he know? In Chumash, in the Bible, nowhere in the Old Testament that you could find anything about Rosh Hashanah. That it's a Yom Adin. It's hidden in the Chazal. And this is other Mavishan's uninheritance. I think Like it says, Amikra it needs thought. So what is this demus that Adam struck with the Rebbeinah Shalom? What happened over there? What went on? He had a law, uh, uh, he had an asra, he was warned, capital punishment for eating from the Eitz Adas. Thomas, he's going to die. Rebbeinah Shalom at the end didn't implement the punishment or he did implement the punishment in the year 930 of his life he died why did he die because even after the demos the Chazal say the thousand years is the year of Hashem they state all the way in the end of the sector of Shana in the Ran. very last page <coughs> either a Rana or a Shilte Giborim but Ramesh the very last page Kassinan also from Pirkei the Rebelezer and he says Zesha Oymrim Betfila we say Rosh Hashanah in the davening in Shmon Esri Udvorcha Emes Vekayom Load what do these words mean Udvorcha Emes Vekayom Load so he brings a story Medivya Goda that Kishem Shizkanta Imadom 
כשם שדנת אוסוי ורחמים, כך אתו תרחם אדוי וסבוי מאחריו. Didn't you make a gzeira כביום החולכם ממנו מויס תומוס? אומר להם, הקדוש ברוך הוא said, בשמה, I said יום שיש לך? I never specified a human day, nor a, a heavenly day. יום שלי אמרתי, היום אני נויסן לו תשע מאיוס ושלושים שנה. And I leave over for Dovid HaMelech 70 years. And if you wouldn't have judged him with this broad sweep of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Rachmim, he wouldn't have even lived one hour. And yours, Kanta Imoi Berachmim. So Dovid HaMelech tells that, Again, an extension of the same thing. The Rachmim, which played out on that very first day, that instead of being an earthly day, a human day, it turned out to be a heavenly day, a divine day, which is a thousand years, that's what Adam Arishain received in his demos. But what really happened, what was the deal that he struck with the Rebbein Shalom Kivayachal, what did he give? What was his plea bargain? What happened? So I did, Give me, give me 930 years. What was the point? What did he accomplish in those 930 years? So for that, you have to go in a little bit and follow the history. <coughs> the Derech Hashem, when he discusses the entire process of Odom Arishon Lefneachet, as it compares to other Marishon Acharachet, it's almost incomparable. The, 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 the level of mankind that manifested itself in other Marishon before his sin and the reduction in the level of mankind that took place through the sin is almost non-recognizable. It's not shy to call the two of them I, mean, I forgot the exact adjectives that the Ramchal uses but something like Adam be'el or mankind be'el in its optimal potential re- reaching its potential as opposed to Beshiflusa all its limitations we know man in all his limitations, not in his endless opportunities that weren't included in Adon. What Chazal say about Adam Arishon, the original Adam Arishon of that first hour, Adam El the Malachi Asharis wanted to say Shira in front of Adam Arishon. Adam Avishan was able to see Tzofe Umabit Nesofe Oilam Be'at Tzofei. He was a Yochid V'tachtoinim. Kav Yochol Yevishtu is a Yochid V'elyon. Tremendous things about Adam Avishan. But it says in Tehillim. V'tachas chasreyu ma'at melokim. What kind of language that is? V'tachas reyu ma'at melokim. What those words mean? If they wouldn't be part of Tehillim, we don't even know what we're saying. The little bit that we know about Elohim, 
we can understand such a thing as a creation on a human in a body. The words of Tehillim. But afterwards, he became very human. Very human in the sense that we are acquainted with. And the truth is, if mankind would have been destined, that that's, that's, that's the optimum that mankind could reach, is Adam Acharachet, there's no, no purpose for the Bria. And the Ebishter warned Adam, Take heed that you're not going to destroy my world. Because without an Adam, and another, without an Adam that's Yetzir Kapecha, the Adam, the original Adam, there's no purpose for men, there's no purpose for a world. The world is meant, the world was created to be inhabited by that superhuman Adam. That, that Adam of unlimited abilities, of unlimited spiritual and all other abilities. And there's a whole Gemara in Avodah Zorah, I think, that has that test that when the day started shrinking, Adam thought, Zui Misa Shenikneso Allah. Amazing Misa. Not that Hashem is making him ill. That's how we understand Misa. When something happens to the human and he loses his grip on being in the world. No. Adam's Misa would have been a world disappearing on him. The days are shrinking. Sunlight is less. The world can't exist without sunlight. And it seems to look that the days are shrinking, less sun, less sun, less sun. And Adam Avishan viewed that as Misa. Till the days started getting back stabilized. And in Teves, in January, the days start getting big again. The Yosef Shaloylam, and a whole, he made a whole Suda Soda, and he brought Kobonis. <coughs> but Adam still at a later date, wasn't convinced that he's done. So what was the demon? So the Ramchal says in Der Hashem that Adam was given an opportunity to rectify that that, that what happened with the Chet, that humanity took such a tumble downward, he was given a chance to establish and he used the lotion of the Ramchal, a Geza. Yeah, yeah. Gazanut. Geza. A race. He was able to establish a Geza and start a Geza that from that Geza, throughout the millennia, will develop a backward turn, a little by little return to mankind as it was meant to be which will only climax when the world comes to Tikkun Ha'ilah. But the trip, the journey towards that climax of a world where Adam is what it was meant to be, that journey thought towards that Adam began in that one hour that Adam was bedin, 
and he came out bedimus. He got an opportunity to establish a world after him. And the Ramchal goes out through the whole things, the ten generations between Adam and Noah. Really, there were very little takers for the project. There was Hanoch, there was Mesushelach, Noach, and then again, till Avram Avinu came, nobody really was willing to undertake this mission in its entirety. And then Avram Avinu established a family, and from Avram Avinu's family came Avchal Yisrael, and Abishter, in his eminent fairness, constantly left the door open for other nations to join. Throughout this whole process, it was open for others. But unfortunately for them, nobody else joined in the project. And even at Sinai, the Ramchal says, there was an open, HaKadosh Baruch Hu again opened up an opportunity for the other nations to join in the project. And even after Sinai, at all, every given time, the Rabbi Nishalayim allows other nations and members of other nations to come and join us and to become part of us in difficult conditions. There are many, many criteria for one being able to join us, but we're still open for that process. There is such a thing. So, now what happened on that Rosh Hashanah? Adam Arishan, for his if it would only be done him, Lafi is Maisim, Lafi Maisim. He didn't stand the chance. He was warned. If you transgress and you eat from the eight Sadas, Mois Thomas. What his saving grace was that Akadish Baruch didn't judge him only based on his chet and his individual Maisim. It was a broader criteria by which he was judged. The role that he has to play in Tikkun Olam. The world that he has to play in securing the world as a place for Kvot Shamayim. As a place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's glory will be manifested. And that he was able to strike what you call a plea bargain in our legal terms. And he was given a chance, okay? So your mission is to make this world as much as humanly possible a godly world. It's going to take thousands of years. It's going to take millennia to accomplish. But that one hour where man was what he was supposed to be will eventually be duplicated through this long, long process of shit al of 6,000 years, the Bria lasts, which we're very much by tail end. That demos is what gave Adam Arishon an opportunity. So when Hashem told him, Simen Lebanecha, is that we, and every person in the world, as he approaches Rosh Hashanah, there's a dual judgment. A, the dine, what we call dina kashia, the tough din. Shloishasvarim neftachim, mitzvahs, averos, whatever the judgment is, each rishon according to his understanding. But at the end of the day, tzaddik, rasha, benoni, all these terminologies which make us very, very afraid of the yom adin. 
Who's perfect? The tough din. We know, we try, but who's perfect? But then there's another din. There's a, a deeper din. Our usefulness in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's scheme of Tikkun Oilam. There's a scheme. There's a plan. What we see in front of our eyes is dazzling as the scheme is unfolding. From agreements with Iran to ISIS to everything that's going on in the world and the global economy and things that we're seeing. And it's just, it's, it's dazzling, bewildering, dizzying. It's only part of some kind of a plan that's playing out as it's coming to a climax. And each and every person in the world, theoretically, can join this mission of bringing the world to where Hashem wants the world to go. And that's a different, it's almost like we say, marking on a curve. We could get graded on Rosh Hashanah on the curve of the Demos of Adam Of where we fit in to this concept that Adam began to this tremendous journey of bringing mankind to where it's supposed to go and to the potential it's supposed to reach. And everybody, Basher Husham, has a mission to play, has a, has a role to play, and a mission to accomplish, in seeing to it, dedicate his life, that my life is dedicated, to bring glory to Hashem's name, to see to it that the world becomes a world where Hashem reigns supreme. If one is to this kind of Rosh Hashanah, he invokes that tremendous chos that Adam Arisha began on that very first day. That's the dimus of Adam Arisha. So, could we ask a question? So, how come the Goyim are oblivious to this piece of information? They were never told about this about this plan. They were told way in, there was a Dora Flogger and there was a Dora Mabel. And there was Nimrod. And throughout history, and we're going to say, I'm going to lay in on Simchas Torah, Hashem is Sinai Ba, the Zorach Meseir Lomoy, Hoifia Ma'ar Poran. He went to all the Umasailam. Everybody knows, learns that in grade school. He offered them the Torah. What did they say? They asked, What's it say in the Torah? And they said, It's too much for me. Elementary responsibility they couldn't undertake. But this is not something that's new. This whole Yerusha of Adam Arishon is the opportunity to take the Yom Adin and to get ourselves an opportunity that even though on one level of Diktukamaisim we might not have been able to succeed in, in the Mishpat. But on a deeper level <coughs> measured by the Dimus of Adam Arishon where we are 
in the mission of spreading quite Shamayim in the universe. In making the universe a place where Hashem Melech, Hashem Moloch, Hashem Yimloch, Leolom Voet. That's a tremendous opportunity. It's an opportunity where a person with his imperfections can approach Rosh Hashanah by dedicating himself. By dedicating himself to be a somebody in Hashem's scheme of things. So many different ways. Every person is potentially a walking Kiddush Hashem or Chas Shalom, the opposite. In every station a person finds himself in life, if he thinks about it, anything a person does, and at any age, and in any circumstance, a person could end up being a catalyst. People go back home, even the littlest things, what I tell my Talmudim. You go back home for Yomtev. So most, many of you are out-of-towners. You go back to communities. You go back to blocks. You go back to immediate families, to extended families. You're the yeshiva bacher in the house. What a yeshiva bacher means. What's expected from a yeshiva bacher? From a person that spends part of his day or most of his day, part of his week, most of his week, learning Gemara Metaisis, learning Ashkafas. How does that manifest in your in, in conduct? How do you act towards a Goyesh neighbor, towards a Yiddish neighbor, towards a family member, towards a sibling, getting up on time for davening, little things like that. Boys tired, I put like this, I finally have three days vacation, four days vacation, it's a long, you know, please. I don't know. It's, it's more chamur davening late out there when you're home than davening in the dormitory over here late. It's also chamur. But at least here, among Egyptian dimension. Over there, you're a, a, an ambassador for, for Torah Judaism. Come on. You make a good impression that a Ben Torah is. Wow. You don't know how many lives you affect. Mamash, you could affect siblings, you could affect cousins, you could affect neighbors, you could affect shul, people sitting in the next seat in shul. It's amazing what a person could just, just being himself with a little bit thought, how much kvot shemayim he could be a catalyst for, a chas v'shalom, how much the opposite of kvot shemayim he could be a catalyst for. And another thought, one of the, always since I'm young, the most troublesome part of the Rosh Hashanah Davin is the feeling of disconnect to the Madregis of spending the whole davening passionately asking about anything but about my needs. Your needs, you have to find the remez of the Prat to the beside to find my needs in, uh, in, uh, in, in the davening. Where does my needs come into the davening? I need a good mark on my test. I want to get into the good teacher. I want to get the right professor. I want to, uh, whatever. And if a boy's dating, I want the right shidduch. And if I want a good job opportunity, I want to get into law school. A million things I need. Where's it in the machzer? So the Amalekah Rebbe used to say, it's all in the machzer. The chayn tein pachzer, the chayn shidduch, the chayn tein kavod means parnosa. The chayn tzadik means... But that's a very good joke. But lamaisa. 
of Lamaisa. But if this is the perspective that we're fighting over here to get in on other Mauritians' coattails, this is what Rosh Hashanah for us people that are not perfect people. If we would be perfect and we would come into Rosh Hashanah, we could hack the Shloish Asfarim on our own. Yeah, I'm coming in, I'm a tzaddik. Me? I remember the last time I did an Avera. We'd be like that, we'd all be chavetz, little Chavetz Chaims, maybe. But I still think we're not little Chavetz Chaims, even you. I know for sure I'm not. So this means coming in on other Mauritians' coattails. What are other Mauritians' coattails? Caring about Bechem Tein Caring about Bechem Tein Caring about the Simla Chato Hashem Lubadecha. Caring about all these things. Caring the Yeda called Paul Kiatopi Altoi, the Yovin called Yitzur Kiatoi Yitzartoi, the Yoima Koila Shen Shama Biapo Yashemli. Yeah, caring about it. Because if you don't care about it, how could you be part of the mission? So, on the one hand, it sounds unreal. I'm living in my little things. But Rosh Hashanah, you got to come in here as part of a project. As <coughs> I'm here and I'm asking you give us see the benefit, see the see the good. It's an unbelievable piet. I think it's in the second day of Hashanah in Musaf. Or maybe in, I'm not sure, but it goes like this: that the Chazan says it's one of these short pieces that the Chazan in the call says, "Adoy, Master." If I think it must be the second day, "Imaisim ein banu." If our deeds don't cut it, "Shimcha agadol yamod lanu." But let your name stand for us. The altavo b'mishpat imanu. And don't come into real judgment with us. Kodos. And All these bakoshes, we're going to say it in Slichas, Mitzvah Shabbos. The whole Anashama Loch. And that's how it goes. The Teretz is, this is what we're invoking. We're invoking that there's a greater cause for which Hashem created the world. And whoever dedicates himself to be part of that mission and undertakes to partner that mission, it's a different thing. He's being judged on his potential to enhance that mission. It's a different judgment. It's a different olomazeh. It's a different reprieve to give you a chance to get it together because this person is an important person. He's part of a mission. We need him around. We need him for the, we need him for the cause. We need him serving in the army. So we'll hold off dealing with him. We'll give him a chance to get it together more this coming year. But he's part of a mission. 
But the mission statement is a Bechain Tem Pachtacha. The mission statement is a Bechain Tem Kavod. The mission statement is Vesimloch. The mission statement is Oleinu L'Shabeach, Alkeinu Kavolacha. That's the mission statement. And then all those piyutim, standing, you know, I stand all these, the Rebbeinah compliments. Not easy. Most of them, we don't even know what it means. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the malachim and all these words, with the yard scroll already, line by line, with the interlinear, we're still struggling with the words. But the medvarim amurim, if it's a burden, but if it's a labor of love, if this is my mission, this is my calling, this is why I'm here, and this is my claim to fame, and this is what I'm coming to beg for. Give me a chance to be worthy of that mission. Maybe Kivayocha, look away. And don't this year be totally exact with me. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. I'm a work in progress. Because I'm part of a mission. And a Mitzvah I'll get there. So anything about the mission is not something interfering with our Rosh Hashanah. It's the Rosh Hashanah of opportunity that we have. It's all the Marishans Rosh Hashanah. And that's the Betishrei Nivra Oilam Dike Rosh Hashanah. Ze'ayom t'chilas ma'asecha z'ikorinli yoy mishan. Kechaitli Yisrael hu mishpatulikayak. Who should help us? The few days that we have left till Rosh Hashanah. Think about this thought. And on Rosh Hashanah to try to maximize what we get out of the davening. There's a beautiful medrash in Tehillim and also in Emor. On the Pasik in Tehillim, Perik Tzadik Beis, Perik Kuf Beis, I'm sorry. Pana El Tfilas Aror. So it's a singular Lashen, Tfilas Aror. The Medrash gives different explanations for the word Tfilas Aror. And one of them is it's going for the later generations. She'ein Bohem, Lo Navi, below Koyen, they don't have a Navi, they don't have a Koyen, they don't have a Migdosh. None of the ways that Klal Yisrael used to interact with the Rebbeinu Shalom and Kivayochol. What a Novi did for us, what a Kohen did for us, what a Mikdash did for us. But you know what we do have, the Medrash says? And in Medrash Tehillim, it's an amazing expression. Tfilo achas, one little tfilo that's left over, that's the tfilo Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. What does it mean? We have tfilo a whole year. Most of the Rambam says tfilo b'chol yom. Ramban says, at least filah, when it's a time of need. What does Medrash mean? I thought of a beautiful thought. The Gemara says in Erevin, on the Pasik, in the Shiva Denachem, to Zuchar Zeis Aniyah. I think we read it on the Torah of Eikev, uh, I think. I'm not sure. Shoftim, I don't remember. Zuchar Zeis Aniyah, the Shikuras Velomi Yoyin. So the Gemara says in Erevin, in Perk Ador, that I could patter the whole world. The Gemara says, Medin Tfilah. Since a shikr is not responsible for tefillah, 
and all of us, since the Churban Beis Amikdash, are together shikar. So I could absolve the whole world from the judgment of Tefillah Miyom Shekhar of Beis Amikdash till today. Everybody knows there's a famous Toysavis in Shabbos, Kuf Yud Ches, that says that Yerush, brings a Yerushalmi, that we should always be grateful to the back of our head, that it remembers to bow by Modem. Toysavis is a very cynical Yerushalmi. A person should always be thankful to the back of his head that somehow it reflexes, it still has the reflex to bend by Modem no matter where the person is. The rest of the head might be Yechves on wherever he is. Shea Stadium Lahatul. But... But the back of the head remembers to bow by Moedim. The Tosfos brings it from the Yerushalmi. And Kuf Yud Chesom at Beis and Shabbos. That's how far we've strayed with Tefillah. But the Gemara almost like gives us a Midas Arachman that Shikores Velomiyayim. But there's one thing that takes away Shikores. Pachad Meifigiyayim. The Gemara says. Fear yeah, it takes away the power of, of liquor. A person could be intoxicated, but if someone's standing there with a machine gun, an Uzi, he'll be able to sober up pretty quick. I once never had such an experience. I was spurned by the Sauda. I was, and I heard a terrible piece of information about a member in the family that had just passed away, a young person. And I remember... The mother-in-law of that person called me from Rochester, from out of town, and I was Mama Shikta like Lot. <laughs> and it took 30 seconds. And I was able to get it, get myself together. I was able to get into a car. I was able to go to my family member's house out of town and be there to console him. This, I know, how did it happen? I was Mama Sh- out. I was slumped on the floor. Pachad Sadin of the Yomim Noroyim tempers the intoxication of Shikuras Velomiyayim. Zog the Medrash, that's what we still have. We don't have the connection of a Beisam Mikdosh. We don't have the connection of a Kohen Godel. We don't have the connection of Nevi'im. But the Tefillah of Yomim Noroyim is that one avenue of connection that still remains by us. Hashem should help us. We should use it wisely. And we should be Zoha to Exiva V'chesim with the rest of Klal Yisrael. Oh, <laughs> 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 my friends over there. Oh!